What's going on, folks? What's shaking, young daddies, young mommies? How the fuck are you? You ready to have a great week? You excited? It's going to be a wet week, especially Wednesday. Forecasts are telling me it is going to be a wet Wednesday, my friends. So get your fucking toys ready. What's going on, y'all? I've had a fucking uh, had a fun little week, you know? Ups and downs, for sure. We'll get into that. But just really quickly wanted to say, we got a ton of great emails here, man. If you want to send an email, oh, there's one right there. Send it into the show, Young Daddy Show, Y-U-N-G Daddy Show at gmail.com. Try to keep it short and sweet, all right? A lot of you guys sending me your fucking first and second drafts of your books, all right? I don't know how you expect me to read a 45-minute fucking email on the show, all right? It's going to kill all the momentum that I'm working so hard to create here, folks. So let's try to keep it together, you know? Um... But yeah, that's pretty much it. If you guys are enjoying the episode, as always, take a quick screenshot, throw it on your fucking Instagram or your Twitter, your social media, holler at me, tag me. We'll do a couple of reshares, you know? And uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything you need to know. If you're in New York City this Saturday, Lev Fur and Friends comedy show at Zinc Bar. It's going to be so fucking fun, man. Saturday night at 8 o'clock in Greenwich Village. Tickets are like, I think there's about half of the tickets left. It's a pretty intimate room, so it's definitely going to sell out. It's going to be a great time. Colm Turrell's on the show. I believe Tiago Macklin's also on the show. Dan Soder just got added from Showtime's Billions. Hilarious comic. You might have seen him on Netflix, you know? And uh, maybe another special guest or two. It's going to be a great fucking time. Um, other than that, and ma- if you come out to that, make sure you come, you know, say what's up. Grab a drink after. We'll be hanging. It's a Saturday night. We're going to be loose as a goose. Drunk as a skunk, you know what I'm saying? Other animal quotes, you know? So say what's good. And uh, if you are in San Diego or LA or San Francisco, there are still some tickets available, especially San Diego. Come fucking show some love in San Diego. Your boy's coming out to headline, baby. Bring some friends. Let some people know. Let's do it. I'm at the uh, La Jolla Comedy Store on Tuesday the 16th. I'm at the L.A. Comedy Store on Wednesday the 17th and Piano Fight in San Francisco on uh, Thursday the 18th of April. It's going to be a sick time. You can get tickets to all of these shows at levford.com slash shows. And I believe that's pretty much it, man. On those L.A. and uh, San Diego shows, we added some fucking awesome guests, man. Ian Lara is going to be on the L.A. show. And my really good friend Tamara Catan is going to be on the uh, L.A. and San Diego shows. He's such a fucking funny comedian, one of the best dudes out there. So definitely stay tuned for that, man. Um, or just come on out, you know, um, other than that, we got some, uh, it's been a good week, baby. It's been, uh, ups and downs, you know, tried the fucking keto diet this week. Keto fucking diet. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Don't do it. All right. Keto is just how white people are trying to trick other white people into death. It's brutal. Don't fucking do it. Just, it's so great. I haven't had a carb. In six years. And my boyfriend hasn't talked to me in five. It's wonderful. Fuck keto. Okay? I was talking mad shit. Yeah, no fucking carbs, no problem. I, I could do this in my sleep. All my friends are in on the challenge, you know? It's terrible. I had one lunch, a keto lunch. I went to Chipotle. I said, listen, I know you guys already started making the bowl that I usually like. I'm not here for that today. I'm here for something healthier. Okay? Give me salad. 
no rice. <laughs> and give me some fucking chicken. Just some chicken. God damn. Give me the fucking chicken. Felt like I was robbing him. I was going through an emotional time. Getting no none of that beautiful white rice on my ball. And it still hurts me to talk about it. And, uh... You know, and they just got some chicken on there. You can't even have fucking tomatoes because tomatoes have four grams of carbs. Can you believe this shit? You know, can't even have tomatoes, can't have veggies, can't even drink cum. There's probably carbs in it. You know what I mean? I'm fucked either way. So I'm getting this terrible bowl. I'm sitting there for like three hours after I eat lunch and I just feel awful. I mean, like nauseous, like I'm sweating. I'm fucking dizzy. I need to take a nap. I I message my friends. I'm like, guys. You know this fucking keto challenge we're doing? They're like, yeah, man, I lost like 40 pounds today, bro. Fucking took two shits and jerked off. I feel great. Like, fuck that. I was like, this shit is not for me. I'm going into a coma right now. I don't fucking like it. All right. I was eating carbs four hours later. I was back to my main squeeze and I learned a valuable fucking lesson. I will never turn my back on carbs again. All right. Fucking ever for as long as I live. Why would I cut carbs? They have always been there for me. All right? Through thick and thick. They were always there. And and in my moments, and in carbs moments of weakness, when everybody's writing, oh, carbs are going to kill you. No, fuck you, Susan. All right? I'm going to kill you. If you ever talk shit about carbs again, those are mine. You back up. Okay? Don't, don't, don't come at me for my pastas. What are you, nuts? What are you, fucking nuts? Don't ever talk bad about tortellinis in front of me. Don't ever bring up fettuccine in a negative light in front of me, okay? Or else we're going to have to have a talk, all right? Fucking get out of here. Nothing better in the world than pasta with cheese, baby. So, yeah, fuck keto. I'm back on my other, you know, I'm back on my bullshit. I'm at home. I'm doing push-ups, sit-ups, doing fucking dips in the chair. Worked out three days in a row. Got some momentum going, you know. I'm like a convict, just in, in a fucking prison cell just getting jacked that's what i'm doing eating chicken titties you know big old succulent double d chicken titties delicious um but yeah that's been my week pretty much just uh you know excited for these shows coming up and filming some content for you folks we got some like a a big thing that's in the works but i can't really talk about it yet but we'll see what happens you know has something to do with television we'll see if it works um but yeah, other than that, man, let's get into some fucking emails. How about that, huh? As always, youngdaddyshow at gmail.com is the email. You can fucking send your emails in there. It's Y-U-N-G. Let's get this shit rocking, bruh. All right, let's see. What are we going to start with today? Here's one. Sick of J-swiping. Now, what you're thinking, Lev, what the fuck is a J-swipe? This is how Jews date. There's an app called J-swipe that looks like it was made in 2002. It looks like the first app. And Jewish people go on there and use it. I don't know if anybody's ever met off J-Swipe, but they're using it, baby. They're spinning that dreidel. Here's the email. Hey, Lev, please keep anonymous. Began listening to your podcast not too long ago since the episode you did with Allie Weiss, after which I realized you and I matched on Hinge. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Started off saucy, baby. She goes, but that's another story. Speaking of Hinge, though, on one of your episodes, you talk about dating apps and how they should be used sparingly and not relied on as a main source for dating. However, I'm 21 and from going to a commuter school, 
the fuck is a commuter school? To working, to living with my parents in Brooklyn. I really don't know how else to find guys. I recently left a one-year relationship with a guy I met on a dating app. And although I used to think that only herbs rely on dating apps, I guess you, herbs, rely on dating apps, I have to come, I've come to the conclusion that I'm just one of those herbs. I'd really appreciate any advice you can offer for a girl who's looking for something more than just a casual slash hookup relationship and wants to take a break from swiping. Also, I'm Jewish and not willing to be in a serious relationship with someone that isn't Jewish. Is there any help for me? Let me know. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you do best. Your podcast is hysterical, hysterical and your confidence is contagious. Woo, that sounds like an intro for a rapper, baby. This man's confidence is contagious, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, thank you for uh, writing in. Here's, here's what I tell you. You're 21. You go to fucking college, make a couple of friends, you know what I mean, you're surrounded by people your age, and go out together. And when you go out, don't fucking swarm around each other like a pack of hyenas, just blocking out every fucking entrance. Break off one at a time, you know, start just walking around the bar, say hello to somebody you think is cute, because when you stand in that huddle, no one's going to approach you, okay? No guy is looking at a huddle of four women passing around one margarita Going, yeah, maybe I'll just be the guy who walks up and talks to them. It doesn't happen, all right? We get scared easily. Break off into singles. That's why I like the strongest dating uh, approach. If you're a girl, either roll with one other girlfriend and both of you have very open energy or just go solo. I don't know why more women don't go out solo. You'd get laid whenever the fuck you want. Show up to any bar. Sit by the bar. Have good body language. Someone will walk up to you. You know what I mean? So I just recommend get some friends, you know, go do Jewish things together like roller skate. I don't know what you guys do. I'm Jewish, but I'm like, you know, I'm not that involved. Go do some, you know, do whatever the fuck you guys do. Meet some friends. I know with a lot of Jews that like I've grown up with, like people I know in Brooklyn, like they, they date very much like inner circle, you know. So branch out of that. You're, you're in New York City. Every, half the people here are Jewish anyways. So there's definitely hope. You're fucking 21. This is the problem. Every 21-year-old, I just, I don't know if there's hope. I've made it this far, and I don't know if there's hope. You haven't even started yet. You haven't even fucking started. All right? Get out there and spin that dreidel, baby. And by dreidel, I mean clit. All right, next email. Keep anonymous. How not to be an asshole. I love it already. This is from a, a male listener. What's good, Lev? Still keep anonymous, but seeing your growth and popularity since I met you over a year ago at Pianos, I'm wicked happy for the amount this podcast has swept the nation and the amount of straight-up truth you and your guests have been doing out over that time. Thank you, baby. That's what I pride myself on. Honesty. So now that we've got a dilemma, I'm finally going to dive in with a proper question email. Please save for a Thursday show because I'd like to get a female's take. Well, guess what? You're not going to get a fucking female's take, but maybe I'll, I'll, I'll act like one. So I started seeing this girl about five months ago after meeting her on the app circuit, and things had been going fantastic. We were very comfortable. He said the app circuit. That's great. We were very comfortable around each other, and even though we were both super busy, the times that we did get to hang out, we were not afraid to get in sweatpants, get takeout, binge a show, and the other usual activities like we were five years in instead of five months. This is until the last week or so, literally since like a day after our last date that went super well. I've been getting ghosted left and right. She hasn't responded to stuff that she'll usually respond to. And when she actually does respond, it's a very monotone way. One word response that just aren't normal. 
I asked her if there was anything wrong that I did. She basically just said she was really busy and not responding to anyone. But usually in the worst of times, she doesn't completely fall off the face of the earth like this. And I can tell from social media that she's at least keeping tabs with everybody. My knee-jerk reaction is that she's pissing me for something and is not saying. But I don't want to keep pestering her to guess or to force it out of her because she's had exes and other encounters with dudes that were absolute pricks, betas, and nice guys that made everything all about them and manipulated her like crazy. You really like this girl, huh? She goes, so while I'm not used to relationships this long and I really want to keep this going, I want to do everything I can to avoid that archetype in the process of trying to recover from whatever's going on. How do I approach this? All right, listen, let me tell you something. Thanks for writing in, first of all. It's good to hear from you, buddy. You put this woman on a pedestal. That's what you did. And also, you kind of killed, like you said, what, five dates in, you guys were already fucking going the whole sweatpan and Netflix route. You can't do that that early. You know what I mean? You can't just always, because then it's just going to be that. This isn't like a relationship. Like, you, you know what I mean? You, you have to go out. You still got to impress her a little bit. The problem is she's not that impressed with you. She gets along with you. You're easy going, but she needs to see you out in the world, you know, acting like a fucking man, being like, yeah, I'll hold this fucking door open. I'll pay this tab. She needs to see some of that to know, oh, I'm with a fucking dude. I'm with a leader. You know what I mean? This guy is dope. That's what she needs. If you're just it's always just take out Netflix, eventually she's going to be looking for some guy who's giving her fucking, you know, martinis, baby. There's martini men out there. You know what I'm saying? And you're sitting at home watching the highway men. That's a terrible movie on Netflix. I haven't seen it, but I heard it sucks. It's a bummer because I like Woody Harrelson a lot. You can tell him I said it. But yeah, you know, I think that's part of it. What I would, and also, clearly you're checking up on her a lot. You know what I mean? You're, you're very afraid of losing this, and nothing is more fucking unappealing to women than going, oh, this guy really, really wants me, maybe more than I want him. Nobody wants to be wanted more than they want the other person. You know what I mean? You always want to be the person that is full of desire for your partner. So if I were you, just lean back, bro. Hit the ropes. Hit the fucking ropes. Lean back. Let those punches hit you in the chest. You know what I mean? Let them hit you in the body. And it, give, give it a little bit of time and then hit her up and go, hey, dinner here, 8 o'clock. That's it. Pick a place and see if she wants to grab dinner. She might change her tune to dinner. That's what I think. But show that you can be, you know, be a fucking man. Ask yourself, what would a man do in this situation? He wouldn't be sitting at home like, what did I do wrong? What upset? Maybe you did something wrong. Maybe you didn't. It doesn't sound like it. You know what I mean? She probably just didn't see enough fucking dopeness out of you. You know what I mean? I don't know how else to describe it. Just like manhood. So show her that. That's my advice here, man. See, do that and see what happens. But don't, and I know it's hard, man. Would you like, if you like somebody to sit and fucking, you know, not think about them, especially when they're not talking to you, but don't be needy here, bro. That's what you're doing. You're, you're hitting her up a lot. You have to act like you don't even care that she left. That's really what you got to do. Because if she feels like you need her and she doesn't need you, you're dead in the water, man. That's not the way it works. A woman needs to want her man. You know what I'm saying? You got to do things that will make her want you. And those things in this situation are not being a nice guy, not offering more fucking Grubhub coupons. It's just lean back and go, you know what? I'll give you your space. I got plenty of other shit to do. There's nothing more attractive than a dude who's busy, who's got other options, 
who you know if if his girl leaves his life his life isn't over so just hang back focus on your other shit man focus on uh, uh, your fucking career shit you want to work on get something done that way in, in a month or two if you guys are still talking you can be like oh by the way while you were gone i made this fucking movie yeah that's right i shot a movie with quentin tarantino baby how do you like that i don't even need you anymore you know banging uma thurman that's exactly what you should do just focus on your shit uh let go of the neediness and you know what i mean don't act like that's the thing i know it's shitty it's like it's like going through a baby breakup even though you guys it doesn't sound like you were actually dating but everything got a little too comfortable too fast there's you can't see a lot of ambition in a guy when he's on a couch women like ambition you know what i mean so fucking ask yourself Think of like a guy you look up to. What would he do in that situation? It's not blow up her phone. Hey, did I do something wrong? It's go go out there, go out in the world and be a fucking man. And if it's supposed to work out, it'll work out. That's what I think you should do. Um, next email. Was there somebody else? Hi, Lev. Love your show and the advice you give. It definitely keeps me entertained during my long work days. I need a male's opinion on something that happened to me not too long ago that has kept me questioning everything ever since. Woof. I went to high school with this guy who moved away my sophomore year, and I've never stopped liking him and wondering what if. All of his friends said he liked me. I didn't think it was worth pursuing because he was moving. Years later, I got back in contact with him over social media. He told me to come visit him in Colorado where he'd moved to. Last year, I finally went out there for a weekend to help my sister go look at apartments and also visit him. I told him a month in advance I was coming, and he told me he was excited to see me, and he talked to me weekly leading up to the weekend I was going to visit. The week of, we were texting, and he was being very flirty with me and suggested that we were going to sleep together, which is all I was hoping for out of the trip since there was no point in pursuing a relationship with someone who lived on the other side of the country. When I got to Colorado, he texted me asking me how my flight went and how he was excited to see me. I told him we could meet up on Sunday, Saturday, and when he got back from his college football game, he was playing, and he agreed. The day oh, Going after a college football player, huh? I see ya. The day of, I texted him that morning, letting him know the plans, and I didn't hear from him all day. Finally, at 8 p.m. that night, he texted me back saying, my cousin is sick. I can't make it. I'm sorry. All right, that's a ton of fucking bullshit. His cousin? Please. If my cousin was dying, I wouldn't miss a date. I don't think this, is, this excuse could get any worse, and I'm still confused to this day why he would cancel last minute, knowing I flew all the way out there to see him. Do you think there was somebody else, or do you think his excuse was valid? I need your thoughts, so let me know. Thanks for reading my novel. See you at your L.A. show. Boom, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, it's not. I don't think it. I mean, I'm sure he was seeing other people, but I don't think that was the problem here. And I don't think his excuse is valid. I think that's a bunch of fucking bullshit. There's a theme here, guys. Let me tell you something. This every time somebody writes in going, I was going to visit him and it didn't work out. That's what the fuck happens when you show up in a guy's city. He freaks out a little bit. He starts seeing this pressure. Oh, my gosh, what if she thinks this is serious? And he fucking freaks out. It's a flaw we have deep inside of our brains. Like, as I was reading this email, I could have told you, this this is not going to work. You know what I mean? I don't know. It, it's as silly as that, but that's the fucking truth. Also, he's a college football player. You understand? He was probably fucking banging some chick the night before. You know, got crabs. And now he's like, oh, I can't show her I got crabs. She flew all the way here. She didn't fly here from for crabs, you know? So that that's exa- I could have told you this was going to happen. Don't ever fucking fly anywhere for a dude. That's my advice. Don't ever fucking do it because it's not going to work out. You're just going to be flying back, 
fucking sad. And then you're going to order a vibrator on the plane. You're going to be on the fucking flight on Amazon.com looking up a proper silicone vibrator that doesn't get damaged when it gets wet. All right? That's what happens. You should never talk to this guy again. Don't even fucking waste your time ever. Never message him again. Bl- remove him from social media. When he messages you going, hey, what the... Just stop. Guys do that because we don't want to feel like we did something wrong and we don't want to feel like we're bad dudes. Just let this die out. And don't even explain to him. Just let it die out. I promise you. Move on from this. He's, you know, let he's going to have 18 concussions in his life. Just You, you don't want anything to do with that. Just back it up. Let's do this. Next one. Long distance love. Hey, Lev. Once again, love the podcast. Wanted to ask you what you think about dating a guy who lives three hours away. I've been sleeping with the same guy for almost two years with some other guys between. We snap each other at least once a week and share memes. Oh, my God. I mean, if you share memes, you know what I mean? That means you're going to share rings. I see him at least once every two months because I have family in his town. I low-key mentioned to him that if he wanted to come to New York, I'd get a hotel, and he said he works too much to make that happen. After one of our nights together, I mentioned that I kind of like him. He didn't say anything, so I rolled over and went to sleep. We addressed it the next time I was there, and he said he just doesn't see a long-distance relationship working. Should I keep seeing him when I visit family or just cut him off completely? P.S. I did the trench coat lingerie and it left him with his jaw on the floor. And she sent me a photo of some of the lingerie under a trench coat. Good for you, girl. This is great. I bet it left his jaw on the floor. That's a fucking powerful move, you know? Good work. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's when you wear nothing but lingerie, throw a trench coat over it, show up and surprise your mans. You know what's going to happen? His jaw going to hit the motherfucking flow, baby. That's what's going to happen. So, yeah. The question is, should you date a guy who lives three hours away? I mean, listen. He told you he's not willing to come see you, which is, like, kind of an issue. That if that that right there is a big hint to me that he might not want anything serious or even want. Yeah. And you say he doesn't see a long-distance relationship working. So, he's being practical about this. He, You probably want to date him more than he wants to date you. So, just keep that in your head. Try to keep this as just a sexual thing unless it grows into something more naturally. Um, if you try to pressure him here, it's not going to fucking work. It's just going to scare him off. Keep it chill. Keep it like, when I, you know, if you enjoy the sex and you love doing this kind of shit, you keep surprising him with shit like lingerie and doing this fun sexual stuff, he might just ask you to fucking date him. You know? You, you, you do three more things like this. You show up with the anal beads, you know? And he might just fly over to New York. He might move in. That's my advice. You know, try that out. But yeah, it's it doesn't even matter. You're asking me, well, should I date this guy? He lives three hours away. It doesn't really sound like he wants to date anyways. You know, so there's no point of really fucking jumping into it. Next email, half chub. Love you, by the way. I'm sorry. Um, but you're obviously from these photos, you're super fucking hot. So play the field, you know. Hey, Lev, last weekend, met a guy from Hinge for the first time. I went to his place for drinks and we later had sex or at least tried he was half hard the whole time, which was disappointing because this is my first time having sex in almost two years, and I had so much pent-up sexual frustration. Oh, I fucking feel you. She goes, neither was finished, and I didn't ask what was wrong. I even gave him head, which has never failed me before. That's, that's confidence right there. That's fucking head confidence. My question for you, by the way, I'd love it. This girl's all teeth. Any person is like, it's never failed me before. She just bites your cock. My question for you is, should I have asked him about it? I'm a little insecure ab- about how demanding I was while we were fucking. Have you ever been in a situation where you were turned off because a girl was giving way too many instructions while you're having sex? 
One more thing, as someone who doesn't have Instagram, is there another way to know when you're answering questions in emails? I love your show. I want to say thank you for all the laughs, advice, and inspiration. Um, thanks for writing in. Yeah, I mean, I stopped doing the Instagram swipe up questions. Just send it into the email. You're doing great. With this situation, let's say, I mean, you guys were drinking. That's there. That that's that's clue number one that you know the dick game might not be perfect. You know what I mean? It's like the car was on fire. Is it weird that it's driving funny? Yeah, the car's on fucking fire. Okay, it's gonna drive a little weird. That's what happens. But uh, other than that, if you guys were wearing condoms, that might be a part of it. I feel like in condoms, I'm never fully a hundred percent hard unless I'm very lubed up. You know that could be at play. Um, I don't know about the too much instructions. I definitely one time a girl, it wasn't that she was giving me too much instruction. It was kind of the tone. It was like, you know, it was like by the fourth, you know, I'm going down on her by like the fourth instruction. It was just the way she said it. I was like, all right, listen, I get it. Okay. I'm fucking working here. You know what I mean? It's just like if somebody keeps prodding, you know, eventually it might be annoying, but I don't think that's going to be the, I don't think that's the fucking problem. It's good that you're communicating, communicating during sex. I wonder what your tone was. I was, was I a little too demanding? I did pull out a chalkboard and said, step one, tongue on the clit. Step two, three fingers in the ass. Okay. I'm not even going to tell you about step three. If you're doing that right, we're going to have no fucking problems, Todd. So I don't think so. You guys should talk about it. Just fucking bring, joke about it. Bring it up. There's so much humor to be had in awkward sex. You know what I mean? And, uh, I don't know, but I wouldn't be like, hey, why were you half hard? Because, you know, sometimes it just happens. To try fucking turning them on even, even, even more, you know? Be sexier. And I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just saying try it out. Maybe, you know, he was, he was a little nervous. He was insecure. Compliment his cock, even when it's half hard. That might help you out, you know? You got to fucking impress the biscuit. I don't know what that means. Hey, love, love the show. My commute to work would be... I feel like we covered that, right? You know? Yeah, I... It happens. It just fucking happens in that kind of a situation. He was half hard. I've been there. I fucked a fan before, half hard the whole time. You know, it's it is what it is. Sometimes that's just that's just how the dice rolls. Get some more lube. Fucking you know, mix it up. Do some more exciting shit. Might solve the problems. Otherwise, it's not a big deal. Hey, love, love the show. My commute to work would be so boring without the podcast. Keep anonymous, please. My boyfriend and I have been dating for a year, and we both know we're going to get married. We moved into a house together, and things couldn't be better. Every Sunday, oh, God, I'm worried. I'm worried, man. It's going really good so far in this email, and that usually means it's going to end up real bad. Every Sunday, we go grocery shopping, and a few weeks ago when he got home, he was outside shoveling while I put the groceries away. I had hot chocolate made for him when he got inside and was making dinner. He came inside and immediately went to the bathroom to shower. He was in there for an hour. I didn't think anything of it. We have sex quite a bit, so in my head, I'm cooking for us and finishing our laundry. And after dinner, we're going to fuck. Not really paying attention, I go into the bathroom after dinner and his cum was in the toilet. Why did he feel the need to go jack off instead of just fucking me instead? He says, sometimes guys just need alone time, but it made me feel like shit and that he would rather watch porn and jack off than have sex with me. Help. I'm a very confident person. And so when I saw that it was just a shot in the face, like I wasn't good enough. Is this what he's thinking? What do I make of this? Okay, listen, you just the first fucking 
three minutes of this email is like a Norman Rockwell painting. We're like, I was by the fire making hot chocolate for Daddy-O while he shoveled the driveway. And all I could think about as I stirred that chocolate was his two big marshmallows in my mouth. And all of a sudden I noticed over the picture of us together in our house and our future children that he had jerked off under the toaster. And I thought that everything could go wrong in that moment. Listen, he jerked off one fucking time. It's a big deal. You can't be upset and fight him every time he wants to jerk off. It's not a big fucking deal. He probably just wanted some alone time. He was probably just taking a shower. And then he looked at his dick and was like, you know what? I'm horny. I could could go for a nice jerk off right now. I I highly doubt this was premeditated. Him going, well, I'm not going to let her have any of my cum. I'm not ready for kids yet. I don't think that was this, you know? He was, yeah, he went into the bathroom to shower. You know how often I jerk off in the shower? Fucking all the time. At the YMCA, at the gym, wherever. I don't give a shit. You know? You better not catch me in a sauna. <laughs> yeah, what, I don't know why you're getting so... I think it's adorable and yet crazy that you're this upset that a, a little bit of cum went to waste. Stop taking this as a personal attack. You're a grown woman. You have a fucking house, you know? You know what you should do? Go in the other room. Finger yourself. And then just wipe your fingers on the counter. He's like, babe, is this is this your cum on the counter? You're like, oh yeah, I was I was up there cleaning and I guess I just slipped a little bit. Okay. It's not, you know, it's not gonna be a big deal. Let it go. Next time, ride the shit out of him. And don't bring any of this negativity or contempt into the fucking room. Ride the shit out of him. And like say something sexy. Be like, I want every fucking drop of your cum. I don't want you wasting it without me. Something like that. Get freaky. I got hard saying that. You know? That's what I would do. But it's not a fucking big deal. This is going to happen. Especially if you live with people. Or you live with the person you're you're with. It's kind of crazy. But I kind of dig it. Probably should have made a fake Gmail for this. But hashtag lazy. Hey zaddy. I'm normally very platonic on first dates. Definitely too much so. And won't ever initiate anything. I had a first date last night, and he was handsy from the start. Held my hand, put his hand on my thigh, kept touching my back, kissing me, slash on the cheek. I was feeling it, other than thinking it was weirdly bold for a first date. I like this guy already. I stopped him at certain points because we were sitting at a bar. Afterwards, we left the bar and made out. I felt like I said that like a fucking news reporter. We were sitting at a bar. Afterwards, the two went outside through the back exit. Afterwards, we left the bar and made out. He was grabbing my ass. An old dude walked by and called us out. Is it weird or is he just Latin? What? I don't lead with anything sexual on the first date. How do I interpret this? Chemistry is obviously important, but I feel like it's too at the forefront here. Not sure how to proceed. Is it weird or is he just Latin? That's a fucking... That sounds like a question Trump would ask. Yeah, I mean, bring everybody in here. I just want to know, is it weird? That's the worst Trump impression ever. I'll give you that. Yeah, I don't think... uh, I think this this guy is just very physical and very sexual. And I mean, it seems like you're into it, aside from just being in your head. I fucking hate when people are in their fucking head. Holy shit, man. Nothing worse in a fucking bedroom. Then when somebody's just sitting in there, but what if, why don't you enjoy this moment? Do you like this guy's hands? Do you enjoy him touching you? Then fucking ride with it. Touch him back. 
at a bar. Who gives a shit? We talked about PDAs. You're at the bar. Who gives a... I'll finger you under the table. You know what I mean? If you're feeling it, I'm in. I don't give a fuck. You think I care that that guy over there is looking? Let him watch. I don't give a shit. I'm living for me, baby. You know what I mean? Why am I worried about some fucking jerk off at the under, other end of the bar that I'm never going to see again? Get out of your head. If you were enjoying it, live in the fucking moment. If not, be like, yo, stop. This shit ain't for me. What's happening is this guy, you know, he moved a little faster than you want to move and kissing you and all that stuff. It is bold. You know what I mean? I, I'm not that bold on a fucking first date. You know, I might make out at the end and maybe that leads to a fuck on a first date, but I don't know. How do I interpret this? This chemistry is obviously important, but I feel like it's too at the forefront. I shouldn't have to answer this for you. You should know how to answer this. Do you want to fuck this guy? Do you want to see him again? Do you want to go salsa dancing with Miguel? Then go. You know what I mean? And maybe mention it like, hey, you know what? This is moving a little fast for me. I don't usually move that fast. Sure. Fair. But other than that, you're asking me whether you like this guy. That's what you're doing. You know? I'm trying to think. I stopped him at certain points. We were sitting at the bar. He was grabbing my ass. Yeah, I've definitely been on fr- like a first date. You're at the bar together. You know, you put your hands on her hips. You're making out. Put your hand on her ass. Yeah, for sure. The per- You know, if, as long as it's going good, if it's fun, if the person's into it, then that's a fun time. But other than that, like, you know, you're, just, you're asking me, like, should I see this guy again? Do you fucking want to see him again? It sounds like this guy would be a great fuck. You know what I mean? This guy probably has a whole playlist ready. Press the button on his phone. You're like, God damn, he's got the sombrero on. It's time to fuck. Yeah, give it a shot. Here's one. My first dildo purchase. Hey, daddy. So I'm 21 years old and in college. My hormones are up there and college guys don't know how to satisfy me. However, I get too emotionally attached to older men if I try to have sex with them. I don't have time for a relationship at the moment. So what's a good dildo purchase for a tight pussy? (laughs) she goes sometimes including tonight i get wet while i study and need a quick fix i was thinking something i could shove up there while i study how the fuck would i know i think this is literally just an email for you to be like hey daddy i have a tight little pussy it's just so tight and wet i just don't know what to do with it that's what this feels like i don't have fucking dildo recommendations i've never even held a dildo in my life Although I do have a rabbit vibrator in my backpack right now that I promise is a gift to somebody. So, but yeah, I don't have any experience in the dildo game, you know? If I were you, I'd go to a, go to a sex shop near you. That's, that sounds like a, like a Middle Eastern guy's TV infomercial. You must go to a sex shop near you and find something to plug your tight pussy with. Got a little Italian at the end. Yeah, that's what you should do. Good luck with the studying. Thanks for writing in, you know. I love no photos on this one, too. She's like, I just have the, I don't know. I just have the tightest little pussy, daddy. What should I do? No photo? All right. (laughs) Here's a redo of an email. Side pussy. All right. You almost read my last email, but it was too long, so I'm condensing it. There you go. Good girl. She goes, I met a guy through my mutual friend group when we were out one night. Neither of us were drunk for the record. We had very intense chemistry and got along super well. My friend mentioned earlier that he had a girlfriend in Australia, so I was curious about their situation. After some friendly DMs, he one night confessed that he really liked me and wanted to take me home the night we met. 
but he did indeed have a girlfriend and that they were not open at all. I respect his honesty and he doesn't seem to me like a dude who does this a lot. We ended up texting all night and chatting more the next day. We decided to maybe just acknowledge we wanted to fuck each other and leave it. Yeah, that always works. I want to fuck you. I want to fuck you too. Awesome. Let's not fuck. Good plan. But we also both said that if we were fucked up, then all bets were off. Oh, God. This is like the fucking... This sounds like something 18-year-olds say to each other. You know, I've been with Sarah for five years, but if I wasn't with her, like, I would fucking fuck you. So we hooked up later that week because of course we did. Gee, yeah, see? That's what I'm saying. The pull was too strong. Hope the pullout was stronger. She goes, my question isn't about me, but more about why would somebody stay with a relationship with someone so far away? Do you think he really loves her that much? I think there was a while where they were in the same place, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon. And he said, I'm not moving to fucking Australia. For the record, he's 27. His girlfriend just turned 22. And I'm 29 and should probably know better at my age. Do you think that cheating means something is wrong in the relationship? Or do you think this guy was just horny slash lonely and wanted to fuck? Okay, I hope this one's better. Love you. So what are you you're asking me about this guy's character? Is that, do you think that cheating means something is wrong? Why are you trying to figure out what's wrong in their relationship? You know what I mean? It, 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 you're probably, if you want to date him, then that's the only scenario. But if she lives in Australia and it's long term, you could probably just date this guy. You know what I mean? If you really want. Just put your cards on the table. Be like, dude, your girl's gone. I'm fucking here. We have great sex. Let's make it even better. That's exactly what you should do if you really want this. You know what I mean? She's some... She's fucking riding some kangaroo right now across the outback, you know. So if you really want it, you could probably knock this down. But, you know, and it's, it's probably not the first time this guy's done this. If he's like willing to, you know, if he's willing to cheat, he's willing to cheat. His girlfriend's in fucking Australia. That's a tough position to be in, man, especially if it's long term. He probably wants to break up with her and he just knows he's going to crush her and ruin her trip. So he doesn't want to be a dick. It's probably something like that. Um... But yeah, if that's why you're asking, then just do what I said and put your fucking cards on the table and uh, see if he can lure the guy in, you know. Other than that, if you're not interested in dating the guy, then who gives a shit what's going on in his relationship? If there's something wrong in the relationship, why do people do what they do? I don't know. This guy was fucking horny. He had horny brain. He probably hasn't had his dick sucked properly in a while. And here comes you, 29, confident, sexy doesn't take a genius to figure out why he'd want to come in your face. You know what I mean? Because it would fucking be great. That's why he did it. So don't, don't try to dissect it. If you really want to steal this guy, you probably can. IG story stalker. Hey, Lev, I know you've been out. I know you have been. What? I know you have been, but for my own sanity. please. Oh, I know you have been, but for my own sanity, please keep this anonymous. No problem. Met this guy a few weeks ago. He lives in a different city. It isn't someone I'd see myself with, but more of a if we're in the same place again deal. See, that's how it should be if you're in different cities. We followed each other on social media and we went our separate ways. This week I noticed the name of this girl watching my IG story who I didn't recognize. I don't follow her and she doesn't follow me. But this guy I met follows her. The first day I chalked up to coincidence and let it go. Over the last five days she has watched every story I've posted and still does not follow me. So this means she's searching my profile and acts and actively watching my stories, not on accident. Thoughts on this? There's no sign he has a girlfriend, but her profile is private, so I can't see the other side. Could this just be a psycho ex or another girl he's talking to? Is he blocking her overreacting if she hasn't technically done anything wrong? Just got a weird vibe from all of it. 
my IG for research purposes. I'm not going to fucking investigate this. Thanks, love, love the show. What do you think? I'm going to put on my CSI hat and figure out why some girl in Colorado is looking your shit up? No. If you if it bothers you that much, then block her. But also, like, how do you know who, when a, a new Instagram person is following? It's a public. Your, your profile is public. How do you know when somebody's watching? Either block her or just stop looking at who's viewing your shit. We're all, like, looking out for one person on Instagram. It's Chad watching my story of this pecan pie. That's on this table. Is he watching it? It doesn't It doesn't fucking matter. Either stop looking at your story viewers because it's a waste of your time and you could be doing something better or just block her so you don't have to think about it. But if you start freaking out every time a new person's watching your story, maybe just make your profile private. I'm very against the private profile, you know, but that's what I'd suggest. Here's uh, we'll, we'll make this the last one. Woo! Damn, it's already 7 o'clock. Friends with Benefits Ghost. Hey, Daddy, love the pod. Thank you so much. She goes, hope I'll be able to come to one of your shows. You can. Leftford.com slash shows, baby. Come on out. I just got out of a serious relationship, so I'm looking to just have fun for now. So I started talking and hanging out with this guy about a month ago. We text and snap every day pretty much. He's 20. I'm 22. We'd hung out for a few times for about a week before he even tried to kiss me. After that, things progressed and we had sex and I thought it was good. Fast forward a week and a half later, and he hasn't asked me out to hang out again. He still snaps and texts me every day, and it's fine if he wants to just be friends, but I was looking to hook up again and wonder why he hasn't asked to hang out since. Was the sex not that great for him or what? He seemed pretty into it. Usually I'm pretty good at reading guys, but I'm confused on this one. Also, he's from my hometown but lives an hour away at college. Not sure if that would make a difference. Also, attach the pictures so you can see that I don't think it's because of my looks. Yeah, it's not, it's not your looks. You're cute. Um... I think the hour away is probably has everything to do with it, honestly. It's that, it's once again, it's that fucking travel pressure thing, man. It's like, uh, he, he fucked you, and now, here's the thing. Men, were such narcissists, and we think in, in such egotistical terms that we literally think, oh, I had sex with her. If she starts traveling to see me, I mean, she's definitely going to want to date me. You know, that's how we think in our heads, and that's how, how we start putting this whirlwind of pressure on everything, and that's how it prevents us from doing this kind of shit. Send them some nudes. At least like in the panties, do a hand bra, send something sexy that's going to leave him wanting more. You'll be at your door. That's what you should do. You're Obviously, you're, you're confident sending a photo. So take off that blue sweater and show him what's good. You know, make him miss you. Men think with sex most of the time. Use it to your advantage. You just want this guy as a friends with benefits. Come on, I believe in you. Guys. You're fucking young daddy listeners. I believe in you. You're confident. You're fucking sexy. All right. Get what you want. Go for it. You want to fuck this guy again? Send him a dirty ass picture and tell him exactly what you want to do to him. Or just send a fucking dude and be like, miss me? I guarantee you'll get him to fuck you again. You got this. It's not rocket science. Send me the results. Let me know where it goes. As always, I appreciate you guys tuning in, man. Take a second. Go on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating. You can write a little review there if you want. And as always, you can donate to the show at levford.com slash podcast. There's a little button there if you enjoy the two free episodes every single week. You know how how much I fucking love talking to you guys and answering your emails. Keep sending those in. And uh, let's make it a fucking great week, man. I'll get some great guests for Thursday's episode. We're going to rock out. And I hope to see you guys on Saturday at the New York City show. Cheers. Let's make it a fucking sick week. Peace. Thank you.
Hey, my dark darlings. Hopefully you've been enjoying our latest videos. We're a small crew here at Something Scary, so we have to make sure that the work that goes into our episodes gets done in order and on schedule. So that's why I wanna tell you about our sponsor, Monday.com. Monday.com is an online teamwork platform that keeps your team connected from anywhere. I really enjoy the visual ease of using Monday.com. It helps banish the demons of confusing email chains or who's doing what and by when. It helps make sure everyone is aligned and on the same page. One of the things that I enjoy the most about Monday.com is that it's customizable. So it feels like it could fit any type of collaboration or industry. Build confidence within your team and reach every goal with ease. Visit Monday.com to start your free two-week trial.